Good morning, good day, good evening. I am Eli, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Today is Thursday, September 16th. The moon is waxing gibbous, and at least here in the Southern California, the weather is cooling ever so slightly, and in about a week, we will be celebrating the autumn equinox here in the Northern Hemisphere. Now, because the mission statement of this podcast is practical witchcraft for everyday life, I thought we could talk a little bit about this festival and what it can mean in our lives as modern witches. Writer Shauna Nyquist said this of Autumn, Use what you have. Use what the world gives you. Use the first day of fall, bright flame before winter's deadness. Harvest orange, gold, amber. Cool nights and the smell of fire. Our tree-lined streets are set ablaze, our kitchens filled with the smells of nostalgia. Apples bubbling into sauce, roasting squash, cinnamon, nutmeg, cider, warmth itself. The leaves as they spark into wild color just before they die are the world's oldest performance art, and everything we see is celebrating one last violently-hued hurrah before the black-and-white silence of winter. The term Mabon was given to the autumn equinox by an early and influential figure in Wicca, a man called Aidan Kelly. We won't talk much about Mr. Kelly except to say that although he did do a lot to sort of establish Wicca as a serious religion, he nevertheless fell out of favor with Wiccans in general due to the fact that he published a lot of their secret and sacred knowledge after vowing not to do so. So if you frequent Wiccan message boards and online communities, or if you are a Wiccan yourself, you may be aware that the term Nabon has kind of become mildly controversial recently. I am not a Wiccan, so I don't use the term Mabon. I just call it the Autumn Equinox, which isn't as sexy, I guess, but that's what it is. And the only reason I bring this up is in the event that a newer witch is listening and may be wondering what precisely the difference is between Mabon and the Autumn Equinox. I am here to tell you that nothing is the difference. They are one and the same. Witches will use both, both terms interchangeably, and that's just fine. As a green witch and a garden witch, I celebrate the Sabbaths, primarily as they relate to the seasons of the year. And... Due to their agricultural significance and secondarily because it's just fun to have parties, I think it's important to mark the passing of time and to really stay in tune with the seasons. We aren't separate and different from the earth. We have seasons too. If you or anyone you know has ever experienced seasonal affective disorder, you will understand how the seasons themselves can almost dictate our moods and our mental issues and our mental states. So celebrating the Sabbaths is a lovely way to honor the seasons and stay close to the earth. Now the autumn equinox is simply the midpoint between the summer solstice, which is the longest day of the year, and the winter solstice, which is the shortest day. The long summer days are finally giving way to the long winter evenings. And the autumn equinox, which that word literally means equal night, is only one of two days of the entire year when the day and the night are the same length. Autumn Equinox also represents the second of three harvest festivals, the first being Lunasa on August 1st, which was the grain harvest. And we actually talked about that in a, in a previous episode. 
the final harvest festival is Samhain on November 1st, and that is the cattle harvest. Now the autumn equinox represents the fruit harvest. And so we often see cornucopias used in the symbolism during this time, like apple picking, canning the fruits and vegetables of our gardens, sharing our extra tomatoes and zucchinis with our neighbors. All of this are, is just, you know, these are some of the activities that we associate with the equinox. And these are just some of the ways that we use the symbolism of the, of the season. Uh, decorating our altars and our common areas in our homes to invite the spirit of the equinox is also a great way to sort of align our energy with the season. Doing something like decorating your mantle or your altar with orange and red candles or just candles scented with cinnamon and spices, decorating with sunflowers, apples, fall leaves, acorns, pumpkins, basically all the cool autumn decor you can find at Home Goods. It's just fun and it really sets the mood. And if you have little ones at home still, it can be really meaningful to let them help however they can. Whether that means collecting pine cones at the park for a centerpiece on the dining room table or, you know, just doing crayon rubbings with maple leaves to decorate the fridge or even a larger project depending on the age and ability of your little witches. If you do have access to an apple tree or just access to a grocery store, maybe bake a pie. Season it with cinnamon for success, nutmeg for health, and ground cloves for protection. One of my favorite books to refer to every time the Wheel of the Year turns is called The Hedge Witch Book of Days, Spells, Rituals, and Recipes for the Magical Year, uh, written by a lovely witch named Mandy Mitchell. And it's broken up according to the calendar month, and it covers all of the major and minor sabbats. And it goes in depth about correspondences and traditions, different activities, uh, different recipes that help set the mood and sort of jog the imagination when it's time to plan for a witchy celebration and just get us in tune with the time of the year. In the section on Maybon, and I use this term here because the author uses it, Miss Mitchell says this, as we go through September, the focus all around seems to be with the earth. Fields are now bare with the harvest brought in. The plants that flowered and gave us beauty from spring through summer are dying back. The earth is cooling and returning to its slumber. Earth is one of the four elements with which we work. Earth sits at the north of the circle and though it, through its yearly cycles represents the turning of the wheel. Earth magic can be grounding magic a magic of change or a celebration of life. The earth is a nurturing force, solid and stable beneath our feet. She is our mother earth, a mother to us all. We walk upon her every day and return to her at the end of our lives. The autumn equinox is a good time to take stock of all the abundance that is in our lives and to express gratitude for everything that we do have. I think as witches, sometimes it's easy to sort of get preoccupied by everything that we're trying to manifest. And sometimes we can forget to stop and appreciate all of the things that we have already manifested. Or, you know, at least I know that can be an issue for me. I don't mean to project my own issues for others. But as the autumn equinox is a time when farmers and gardeners harvest all of the abundance they have been planting and tending for the last several months, it makes sense to use this time to pause and look back at all of the things we've been working for that have come to fruition so far. Take a little break from calling in more abundance to just appreciate all of the abundance that already surrounds us. 
Even if there are a lot of things about life that we would like to change, we have to stop and appreciate the things we wouldn't change. Even if it's just your best friend or a pet or the freckles on your nose, take a moment to fill your heart with gratitude for that thing, no matter how small it might be. So for me, one thing that my garden has blessed me with this year was tomatillos. I grew everything from seeds this year. I didn't buy a single seedling for my garden. It was an experiment. I wanted to see how it would work. And because we have such a long growing season here, I thought I would be really ambitious and grow tomatoes and tomatillos. And I will be honest with you, they kicked ass. I have canned so much salsa verde this year, I won't have to buy any for a good long time. So I'm calling that a win. Now, having said that, never let it be said that I am a, you know, good vibes only love and light witch because that is not me by a long shot. And the autumn equinox is also a time to look objectively and unemotionally at the past year and consider what we would do differently so that our harvest is better next year. The autumn equinox marks the end of a growing cycle. We will begin to move into a new cycle and Even though the long winter is still ahead of us before we can plant the seeds for next year's harvest, we can start looking critically at the lessons that we learned and the things we tried this year that maybe didn't quite work out. So for me this year, I also tried growing corn in the garden, which was an ambitious crop to grow. You know, it takes up a lot of space in the garden and it's a heavy feeder, so it can strip your soil pretty thoroughly. And even if it's successful, you're only going to get one or maybe two ears of corn for every stalk that you grow. So looking back on this season, I know that one lesson I will be carrying forward is to leave the corn to the experts. I'll go to the grocery store or the farmer's market for my corn next year. I'm just not going to plant it again. It wasn't worth the hassle. It wasn't worth the nutrients that it took from the soil. And it wasn't worth the space that it, that it took up in my garden. But on a a more serious level, I think a lesson that I've personally learned from this year is that absolutely nothing is permanent. Health, wealth, and job security can be surprisingly fleeting. If I have learned anything from this year at all, it's that we have got to have a backup plan. I'm (laughs) I'm not a prepper by any means, but I think that we have seen that even a little bit of foresight can give us some peace of mind. This year, we have seen bare shelves at the grocery stores, not because of hurricane warnings or flood watch, but because of fear, specifically because of the fear of a virus that we didn't understand, that we weren't prepared for, and that we didn't have any knowledge of. People went buck wild at the grocery stores, especially in the toilet paper aisle for some reason, and I don't think it was because we all thought we were going to get massive diarrhea. I think it was just because when people panic, we do dumb things. I don't advocate hoarding and I don't advocate panic buying, but I think now more than ever, we can all appreciate the value of buying a little extra when we have the means and the space to store it. This way, hopefully, if and when there's another hiccup in the supply chain or there's a cataclysmic event, or you know, another ship turns sideways in the Suez Canal, or another inexplicable run on basic necessities like friggin' toilet paper, we'll have a little extra on hand to help us get by. Even the squirrels understand the value of storing acorns for the winter. And if nothing else, 
this past year has really brought that lesson into stark relief. So for this next year, there are several things that I will be pouring my energy and intent into. Uh, things that I want to create for my family and myself. Most of these are things that I'm going to keep to myself because that is how I roll. But one thing that I don't mind sharing is my intention to leave a lot of offerings in nature this next year. I feel like we've all really gone through it this year, but the earth herself has really gone through some shit too. I know at least in California where I am, we actually have wildfire season, if you can believe it. We've been in a drought for at least three years. I feel like it's been more than that. And all of the levees are dry. The dams are holding nothing back because there isn't any water. And um, it just seems like every year the whole state is on fire. So I'll be making sure that my bird feeders stay topped off. I'll be hanging more natural garlands in the trees. And I'll be leaving offerings for the fae. And I will be spreading non-invasive wildflower seeds this spring like I'm goddamn Johnny Appleseed. I really love supporting pollinators like bees, um, hummingbirds, butterflies. And that's just a way for me to feel like I'm making some sort of contribution, some some sort of a return to the earth for all of the abundance that it's given me. So that's my plan for this next year and for this wonderful autumn equinox holiday. And I would love to see what everyone else has planned for the Sabbath. So please post your rituals or traditions and tag me because I'm always so excited to learn the different ways that witches recognize the autumn equinox or Maybon, if that's how you roll. One of the many, 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 many reasons that witchcraft is so special to me is because it's always so personal. Every witch practices differently. Even witches who are in the same traditions and even in the same covens will have significant variations in the way that they do things. And it's amazing to see how many different yet entirely valid ways there are to be a witch. Uh, Next week, we're going to be exploring Libra season, among other things. As a Libra, I'm always very excited when the wheel turns this way. However, um, I'm also seeing the cloud of Mercury, Mercury retrograde hanging over that. So it's okay. It's okay. As long as, as long as we're ready for it, we can come out of this unscathed. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at middle-aged witch, and you can find me here every Thursday with a new episode. So until then, keep your cauldrons lit, keep your protective wards charged, and keep your familiars well fed. My name is Eli Rowe, and this has been the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. content of this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional, mental, or medical health care and diagnosis. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only.